Kobe Covington, Kamara Usman. Should I say no? Put it the other way around because usually I put, like to put the more significant the person who's, let's say, has more respect because they're doing best than the other person. Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington. Yes, you could put it that way. He is the champion, and uh, he did oh, beat yeah. Kobe last time, so he would be doing better than Kobe at the minute. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so um, I was just a few hours ago. I was just on my way back from work. I was listening to an interview that Kobe Covington was having with the uh, it's, uh I to mention some names, but he was having an interview with some other guys on, on another podcast, and um. Yeah, okay. It's no no secret. It's an axe that he puts on for just to sell sell fights and to, you know, he was gonna cut gonna get cut from the UFC. And um it was basically more or less though he Usman wasn't there to listen to, but of course he must have heard about it by now. It was trash talking and just disrespecting Usman saying it just you know, just doing what he you know what he does to sell the fight. Yeah. Um but I mean looking at the last fight. Yeah, it was it was a good fight. It was a close fight. I mean, um, uh, Covington really was eating some shots there, and uh, because Usman was throwing some really dirty shots back, was at UFC two forty five, and it was a close match. But again, I mean, for this uh, for their rematch, which is more or less, more or less what's going to be, something tells me just Usman still still has the upper hand. Yeah, I think so. Um... Especially, I think since then he's actually changed his uh, his training camp, and he's with Trevor Whitman now, improving on his striking. Because um, if you see, like obviously, him and Cole is two wrestlers, and they just went toe to toe for for five rounds until it got stopped. And obviously, in that uh, interview that you referenced, it was with Submission Radio, the two Aussie guys. No, no, um, no I was act- just so no, don't inter- I don't mean to interrupt you. Hate talking across talking over oh, oh, the other person it's just that i try not to mention the other um oh, <laughs> the other oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no sorry. it's okay it's okay if, uh, you know if you're gonna say it say it you know it doesn't matter uh um, yeah yeah so when i i actually i actually watched that interview today um and it was typical kobe covington early stoppage this that the other um kobe he it, it was actually very i it was close it was it was Probably the hardest fight Usman has had, I think, in terms of competitiveness. Like, if you look at when he fought Gilbert, he put him out with a, a stiff jab. Uh, he cleaned Masvidal out with a lovely hook. and Or it was a straight, I think. And wow. it was, I think, I was looking at stats earlier of significant strikes in one fight against Usman, and Kobe has double... So whoever was next, I think he had 144, and whoever was next was was Jorge with 68 or something like that in the 60s. So he had doubled the amount of significant strikes. So, but I think Maro's improved more. He's had three fights since then: uh, two with Jorge, one with Gilbert. Uh, he won all three, obviously two knockouts and one decision. Um, and Colby's just had the one fight with Tyron Woodley, uh, which was a fifth round, which he was convincingly winning. Um, which was the fifth round, uh, the, the rib injury then to Tyrone, which stopped the fight. Um, I don't know. I like Kobe Covington. I'd like to see Kobe win. I don't know. See, I just like his stick. I like it. You know, I, I get it. I get it. Um, 
there's a way he talks that makes you as in okay for you maybe talking from your perspective perspective you may be saying that you like him because maybe you like his personality you know he's also um he's also known to be outspoken about politics even though he's uh they usually say it's best to just keep staying in your lane and just if you're a mixed martial arts fighter, if you're an athlete just stick to what you're doing just keep your mouth shut keep your head down and just stay in your lane but you're not, he's also involved with like um Candace Owens uh, about to do another interview I think is it tomorrow or sometime later on this week or the weekend whenever but you know he um uh, I think in that interview the first one he did with Candace Owens or so I think people saw a different side to him that actually it's not just a person the uh, in the ring that just is that's so disrespectful so there's another you know it's quite articulate and quite into politics and actually you know he's in touch with what's going on outside of mixed martial arts you know that sort of thing uh, yeah, he is. He is quite different to his his persona, but I think he uses, like you're saying, he's quite articulate and he, he's quite in touch with things. I think he uses those things he's in touch with to then bring over to the other side of the entertainment, so he can poke at people and prod at people, and then get try get reaction. I think that's what he wants his reaction. Sometimes he can go too far. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was I think it was one of the coaches of the Black Zillions. When Kamara was there, he he made references to one of the coaches, and I think he was he was dead. Something similar to what Connor's after doing now with Khabib this week. So sometimes he can take it too far. But overall, I think it's because I grew up when I was younger. It wasn't really mixed martial arts or, or what it is today. It wasn't as promoted. So I used to watch pro wrestling, the WWE or WWF as it was at the time, and it's it's it. He, he's like a character straight out of that, and I think maybe that's what. What I like about maybe just some familiarity, because uh, he is, he's just like a wrestling character. He plays the bad guy. That's all he does. Because if you watch his other interviews, he's not, he's not like that. He's actually quite, he was quite timid, quite, not timid, but he was, I, wasn't outspoken. I'm going to branch, oh, I'm going to like, gonna, okay, should I do this? No, okay, let's do this. It's our podcast, so let's be honest. I, I'm going to be honest with what I'm going to say. You see, I think, and I've said this before um, earlier that it was the reason why Dana White and the UFC were going to get rid of Kobe Covington um, because he just wasn't entertaining to build up the fights and probably just, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't bringing enough hype, just wasn't bringing enough eyes to on, to any event that's going to be a part of to sell the fight, to at least to raise the pay-per-view numbers. And that was the reason why they wanted to get rid of him. But if you look at other fighters like GSP, um, GSP is not known. He's more he's more known for how well he did in in the in the cage. You know his how many fights he won. Um, but when it comes to trash talking, he you no know, he wasn't. He rarely ever did any trash talking. I, I can remember the trash talking he did with uh, Michael Bisping, and in that back and forth um, at the the other press conference before the fight, he his trash talking just wasn't that great. But why is it someone like him can get away with not being that sort of brash, rude, disrespectful fuss, but someone like Kobe Covington can't do that? That's 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 a good question. It's like GSP coming through. I think as well, American fighters. I think because GSP is Canadian, as you've probably seen with with fighters outside of the US they usually bring their country with them. You know, they usually bring a fan base with them. So, but GSP was exciting coming up and then, and then he, he got a little bit more 
he was scared. I don't want to say scared to lose, but he was a little bit more conservative. So he, he wasn't the most exciting. I don't know. It's hard. It's just maybe... I don't know. Maybe he just has an aura about him as a nice person that people gravitate towards him, whereas Kobe was maybe just a meh kind of, you know, give him or take him everyday guy. He, there was nothing really special about him, even though he is a fantastic fighter. Um, I, I actually, I honestly don't know how to answer that, but because they're both similar, similar style, they're both wrestling. I think this one won't be so much wrestling. I think this will be a fist fight again. Um, how Kobe wasn't able to, I don't know, but he really went from one extreme to then the other, and here we are. I think it's in Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is slated for. So to be put at the top of the bill at that would show that Dana would have a good bit of trust in him now to try and bring in the numbers. Wait, you said this fire is going to be in Madison Square Garden, you said? It's, it's the, that, that's the venue that they're talking about for this one in okay, November. No. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, probably is because I watched um, in that submission radio interview. I think he said that um, someone mentioned or said something on the lines of Madison Square Garden, which is almost like they use the word the palace of combat sports. You know, to do in such a place, such as a venue, such as that, it's awesome. So it's going to get a lot of eyes on. There's going to be must be a really really attending event. It's going to use a venue such as that one. So, uh, yeah. But in the fight that they had before, um, Covington and Usman, um, like a UFC 245, good wrestling, but that fight, they just never took it to the ground. No one did any, any take. It was just a stand-up all the way. Yeah, which, which was strange. You thought maybe they both thought they'd even, even each other out on the ground. Maybe they both didn't want to go there in case the other one got advantage and they didn't want to lose by through the wrestling. So they, bought, they both were confident in their stand-up. Whereas Kamaru's got more power punches, whereas Kobe puts more on you. So he's more pressure. He comes in flurries. His, his cardio, both their cardios are unbelievable. Um, so I don't know. Kobe was talking about wrestling in this one. I don't see. I think it's going to be another one. Unless they both end up trying to play it safe, but I don't think so. No, they're not going to play it safe. No, for the fact they're gonna again for the venue that they're gonna choose for the for the event, they know that they have to put in a really really good fight, or the fight fans not be happy, and for the fact that these two guys, I know you say it's an act or Kobe Covington, but something tells me these two guys just do not like each other, especially Usman no. just, just doesn't like Covington. No, I I I I don't think uh, Kobe likes him, and I think well it, whether it's an act or not. Towards Usman, I think Usman really dislikes him because, like I said earlier, I think it was his coach that he referenced about the debt. Um, and I just think he's a Usman thinks he's a piece of like he's a scumbag. He's he's though he says things that he he shouldn't say. So I think there is hatred between Usman to, from Usman towards Kobe and especially uh, his manager uh, Ali, who seems to get involved in every one of his fighters' beefs. Um, he is a he seems to have a hatred for Kobe as well. I think there was an altercation uh, in one of the Vegas hotels before the fight or in the casino before the fight as well with Ali and Kamaru and Kobe. So no, 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 I, I can't remember exactly what. No, was it? Was, no, go on, finish. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I think no, I, I was nearly finished. Anyways, I think it was those three. I think something happened between those three. Was it those three? 
at a Vegas uh, casino. But- there is one video that stands out in my mind, I think came from 2018 and 2019. And I think it's at a particular event. Other fighters, other fans, other guys are just walking past them. And Covington and Usman are standing there. I remember, I think Usman was wearing like a traditional like African sort of blue um, attire. And he was saying to Covington, oh, you're not going to say anything now. It's now standing face to face. You know, there's no protection or anything around either one of us. And uh, Covington is just stand, standing there looking at his phone, just trying to seem distracted, like as if to say he's paying attention to something much more important. But I think Usman, sta- yeah, if, if that's what you're talking about, I'm not sure if it's, if no, it's a correct. No it, it, no, it wasn't that. It was another incident. But I do know the incident you're talking about because I think Stephen Wonderboy Thompson was standing in between them. And I think Stephen Wonderboy turned around like to think, is he talking to me? And then obviously he looked and he seen Kobe like that. I think he was referencing, oh, you're all you're all a big guy on Twitter. You're all a big man. And when it comes to face-to-face, look, what, you, what you're saying, you're saying nothing. Which goes to prove that it's all an act. It's all for the cameras. It's all for show. Once you get at the back, it's a, it's a different story. He's not that guy. Uh, I mean, come on. Usman must know that. There's no, there's no way that... Does he know that... The, he must know that his his nemesis is doing and saying all those things just to sell the fight for both of them, for both their sakes, because it brings in more money for them. The fight purse will be bigger. True, and then Usman doing that then helps sell the fight as well. So, um, I he should know that, but like some 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 things you you can't really say. Like, well, you can say they say everything's fair and uh in love and war, but there's some things you can't say. And I think Kobe's gone over the line with him a couple of times on some things. So I don't think he wants, I don't think he likes him. I think um, like he literally broke his jaw last time. And like, when you look at Kobe, like how tough do you have to be to fight through with a broken jaw? So yeah. I think it's going to be a crack of a fight. I think if it is going to be in a MSG, I think the card underneath it is going to be absolutely stacked as well. I think it's going to be a killer card. No, they'll need to. No, of course, just to keep the uh, the fight fans and viewers just hooked until until the very end. Um, my mind keeps just going blank. So yeah, I mean, so for me, so if we're gonna be betting guys, for if I'm gonna be a betting guy, I'm gonna go for Osman. I, I, for me. Looking at the first fight and just looking at the um the rivalry between these two guys, who do I think would win? I'm gonna go for Usman. Yeah, I think but the first fight it was close. Covington fought really well. I mean the broken jaw, the injuries and everything and all the injuries he sustained. Um, but still Usman still looks like he just still has the upper hand. To me anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. I I Personally, because I said I like Kobe, and not that I dislike Usman, um, I'd like to see Kobe win, but I think Usman is just a little bit ahead of him, and I think he's just he's improved so much where from a wrestler to now his strike, and he's putting people away with striking Jorge Masvidal, who is who's very accurate, very good on the feet. Like he he took him out, Gilbert Burns, like I said, a jab, like he's just evolving, evolving. And like it's gonna be a case, will he be like another GSP? Will he have to run through the division twice? He might have to. Like if he beats Kobe again, who's next? I think Leon has to get a shot. Um but then I think he's fought everyone else in the top five already and beaten them. Kamara Usman. 
Yeah. I heard something else today in the news that um, if Kobe beats Kamara Usman, which like, it may happen, but I still wouldn't really bet my money on it. But I heard in the news that Leon Edwards wants to fight Kobe Covington if Kobe wins this fight with uh, Kamara Usman. I think if Kamaru lost, he would probably get an immediate rematch because of how dominant he's been. I think. With, with Kobe Covington? Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I think if Kobe takes the belt from him, I think he'd get an immediate rematch. And I think he'd deserve one as well because he stayed busy since they, like I said, he's fought three times since they've last fought and Kobe's fought one. He's kind of sat out and waited for this opportunity because I think he knew it was going to come because it was such a good fight last time that I think he knew if he had one fight and waited around, he'd get it. Whereas Camaro just kept going on and on, bet Jorge twice, bet Gilbert. Uh, so I think he'd get the immediate rematch. I think he would. But if Camaro wins, I think Leon, Leon deserves a shot. I think, what's he, 9, 10 straight? Like, how, much, Leon, how much more do you have to do? Leon Edwards, as from what I can see, he's been gradually been, just been slowly but steadily been rising up through the ranks. You know, he's fought, um, what, what's his name? Um, Mohammed Bilal. Oh, Bilal, sorry, Bilal yeah. Mohammed. Yeah, Bilal. Then there was Nate Diaz. When I saw that in my Instagram feed just the other month, I was like, okay, this is really, um, really, really happening. <laughs> like, wow. And um, now, you know, he's calling for um, Kobe Covington. So, um, if Kobe wins this fight, of course. But uh, who do you think is going to win? I think Kamara would. I'd like to see Kobe. Just I don't know why. I just like the guy. But um, I'd like to see Kamara win. Oh no, it's Kobe win. But I think Kamara will. I think I think he's just that little. I think he's ahead of everyone in that division at the minute. He's known for landing those heavy shots. Some really yeah, heavy he... shots. Yeah, like like I said, he put Gilbert down on his ass with like on his ass with a jab. So there, he packs power. Whereas, like I said, Kobe's more pressure. He'll put more punches together. It's just he'll he'll overwhelm you with punches. Um, whereas Kamara can hit you with that one, and he can drop you, and then he could end the fight. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it will be him. And I think after that, I don't know. I don't know who. I think they want Leon to take a fight in between. Um, but if I was Leon, I think I'd sit out and wait because I think he's deserved it. I think that's why he took the Nate fight even though Nate really isn't, wouldn't be a contender. Um, it's the big name to give him the rub. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Like what Dustin Poirier is doing now with Conor McGregor, it's all, it's like more of a business decision than it is for a, you know, uh, anything to do with his career, like a, a title fight. And he turned down the opportunity with um, Charles Oliveira uh, back at, after UFC 257 back in January. Um, yeah, and, you know, um, I've noticed these trilogy fights, although I could be wrong, um, these trilogy fights seem to be much becoming quite like a common occurrence. I mean, looking at Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington, if Usman still, <laughs> if he wins this fight, you did you say that you could see maybe them having a rematch for the third time, for, no, for the Only- second time? Oh, I, I could see, only if Kobe wins, I could see Camaro getting an immediate rematch. If if Camaro wins, I think he'll be on to someone new, and I think Kobe will have to have a couple more fights before he'll get another chance at Usman again. Sure. 
Okay. Um, I think I, I think I actually asked you more questions than we discussed. <laughs> Because I admit I've not done my homework on these things. Um, also, I've just been so busy with some other stuff. Um, but this one that's actually um, uh, I try not to talk about him that much. But I, I just he's everywhere now. You you know who I'm talking about. He's burst onto the scene after doing those stupid YouTube videos, and somehow has just gradually managed to him and his brother have managed to muscle their way into the combat sporting world. It is ridiculous, especially in boxing. My God. Um. Yeah, I I'm trying. <laughs> it is ridiculous. God, it is. I'm just remembering. I, that I I think you've across on Jake Paul. <laughs> uh, I I know I'm starting to sound sad, like a broken record, like a like You're a like little bitch. No, don't say that. You like you like you like somebody dumped oh, and you God. can't get over it. <laughs> I know I know how I sound. I know how it sounds. Um, it's just like. I can't remember the show, but it was Michael Channel that was talking about this. Um, is that one of the one of the exhibition fights in boxing? Um, it was it may have been, I think, involved Jake Paul or Logan Paul, or involved a YouTuber and someone else who's coming from a different sport, but they weren't professional boxers, um, in any in any case. And there was they were talking about how, you know, the intro how they what they have at the beginning of the boxing match, yeah. you know. I think they mentioned that Justin Bieber was performing one of the intros and then uh, another intro, I think, was it Cardi B or someone similar of her sorts of music. It was, it's thriller. It's thriller. Um, it was in between every fight, there was a rapper or some sort of act and it was horrendous to watch. Because it wasn't the conventional UFC or boxing kind of event, it just felt really trashy. I want to say trashy. I don't know if that's too harsh, but Marco Chandler didn't really. With you. Me. Sorry about um, like, interrupting you. No, you're fine. Like, why? Why would? Why do you need Justin Bieber? Why do you need? Unless, like, at UFC, for some reason, Conor McGregor or someone wants to have Justin Bieber sing them out. Maybe, yeah. But to have like like Conor McGregor did with uh, Sinead O'Connor for was it the Alvarez fight in MSG? He had Sinead O'Connor perform live. Like if you're gonna do something like that, maybe, but you you're not gonna be looking for the caliber of Justin Bieber. Um, I just think it's trashy. Like how much money did you pay all these artists as opposed to giving that money towards some of the fighters lower down on the card? I agree with everything you said, and uh, I agree with what Ma- Michael Chandler said in the interview. That I, I can't exactly remember the uh, the host of that YouTube channel, um, that involving certain artists. In fact, in in fact, involving certain brands and certain names, certain individuals, and anything that you're doing. Okay, in this case, combat sports, boxing in particular, you are demeaning and degrading the class of that sport because boxing is still over really highly respected sport even much more respected than mixed martial arts i think um to the extent that you know people uh, you still get more you still have a a bigger audience turning out to or tuning in to watch a boxing match than you will or than you will um have tuning in to watch a mixed martial arts fight yeah you would it's still it's still 
because there's so many rules and because even though it's one dimensional, like you have to be so good at that at that dimension to be great, like Floyd like Mayweather and some of the other boxers that have been around. Um, and like I said, it's been around a lot longer. It's an Olympic sport as well, which helps the credibility to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas mixed martial arts is, is it has come a long way from when it started, but it's still only a child, really. If you if if you look at it's really in its infancy. If you look compared to the boxing, boxing's been going on for years and years and years, and it's been a major sport for years and years and years. Um, so it still has that that has that little bit more integrity in it, I would say, um, and it's, it's viewed better. Whereas uh, UFC people who don't wouldn't watch it and see how technical it is now would still see it as just what it was kind of 25 years ago, just cage fighting, no rules. That's what people think of it. Whereas boxing is more of it's kind of a gentleman's kind of a sport. Exactly. Yeah, I think with mixed martial arts. Um you can't deny it's also a lot more brutal uh, because there's a lot more a lot more tactics and a lot more um uh, methods you can use, that you have in your arsenal you know the leg kicks not just working with your hands uh, you also work with your feet your whole body for clinches for takedowns all those arm bars and you know those leg locks triangles knees flying knees you know jumping knees and there's a lot more attacks so it's a really, really um, seriously brutal sport. Whereas in boxing, you know, it's a, a lot more narrowed down. So you know, in boxing, it's a lot less you have that you can use to go on the offensive with your opponent. Yeah, but imagine that's that's why I'd like you're going like you're referencing how brutal it is, like the KOs and the leg kicks, and it is quite brutal in a UFC. Uh, They've got the smaller gloves though, so Joe knockouts are more like they 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 happen quicker and they're more decisive. Whereas you've got the ten ounce in boxing, or depending on what weight class you're in, like you you could be constantly hitting someone as well. So I think they are more brute. It is more brutal in in the UFC, but I think overall for brain damage, I want to say it's probably worse in boxing because you're consistently getting hit, even though it is with a bigger glove. You're only getting kind of hit into one area. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, do, 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 well, yeah. I think there's more. Let me get this right. I think there's more retired boxers, or at least more older boxers, who at least they don't officially or competitively, competitively participate in the sport any longer but they are suffering from the effects of being punched drunk and all the head injuries that they've taken over the years all of um, in the past years in comparison to mixed martial arts fighters is that a fair yes. judgment yeah that is a fair point um because you have seen muhammad ali towards towards the end um and like i said there's, there's a host more boxers like that but like I said, I think with the with that, I think we're gonna to have to wait for a, uh, another decade or two to see that in MMA. It's like we've we've said, it's only really in its infancy. It's only 26, 27 years around now. Yeah. So a lot of those a lot of those fighters are still young youngish men, or or not youngish men, but they're not old old men yet. 
So I think it'll be over the next decade or two that we, you, if there is serious effects, that's when we're going to start to see it. We're not going to see it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, that's true. You know, now, that, now that I really think about what you just said there, uh, you make a lot of sense. But so, um, no, go go ahead. No, so Jake Paul and Conor McGregor—that's what you wanted to get onto, yeah. Um, look, um, this guy, Jake Paul. Well, first of all, um, before we, I, I, I was, again, tongue twisted. I was surprised when I saw the, um, the pic in my, when I saw the post on my Instagram newsfeed. And I thought, okay, you're already talking about fighting Conor McGregor. Um, well, you need to get past Tyron Woodley first. Not to say that it's, uh, going to be like, a, I think, is that going to be, no, it's not going to be an exhibition fight. It's going to be a proper um, boxing match that counts towards his uh, his credentials, his record. Um, so that's the reason, we, yeah, reason why he demanded for that clause, the rematch clause in the contract. But, um, I mean, with the way Conor McGregor is now, I mean, he's lost to Dustin Poirier twice now. But okay, fine, we can say that the second time, his leg just gave out on him just without warning. Just wondering just how that happened. People coming up with so many sorts of all sorts of excuses. I think even he was saying, Conan was saying something like, Is it due to what some what was it? Do you remember what he said? Um, is it an activity? He said he had a pre existing That's in, it, like, yes. He said, yeah. He said it he injured it in camp. Um, but then people were pointing out where it was checked, maybe, or hit the elbow or hit there, hit there. Regardless of what happened, it happened and it is what it is. Um, but with him losing twice to Dustin, Dustin's elite though. That's the thing. People are saying Connor has like Connor hasn't won. He's won one fight over Cerrone in what the past five years. But he's only fought four people, five if you include Floyd. Um, he's fought Khabib, who no one's beaten. He's fought Dustin, who is probably the best lightweight at the minute. Um, although he's he 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 can be for that, and he's for cowboy, so he's not fighting. No, Sorry, I think my internet connection like he's fighting the elite, bit. the elite. Your so internet think, connection, a little bit, yeah. But I think, can you hear and see me okay? Yeah, great, that's right. It must yeah, be from my end, yeah. It looks okay now. Right. Um, but you were saying about Connor. Um, he has not finished what you were saying. Yeah, he, he's fought elite people. Um, but would, would Jake Paul fight be a bad thing for him? Probably not. He'd probably take home pocket full of cash. You're not going to have to go and face a killer like Dustin or someone like that, someone where, like you said, it's more horrific, not more horrific, it's more gruesome, horrific. You can, the injuries are more, you, you've more ways to get injured, I suppose, like I said, in the UFC, whereas if he goes in with the straight boxing with Jake Paul, like, he's only the one aspect to worry about. He's probably going to pick up a pocket full of cash and he'd walk away. Hopefully, what happened to him against Dustin will happen to him again, something freak like that. Like, he'd walk, Walkway relatively unscathed, it won't be. Uh, 
he won't be seriously injured from a boxing match with Jake Paul, I don't think. But thing is, who would win? And you know, okay, there's a fight with Tyron Woodley, which is going to happen twice. If it's going to happen twice, either way, whoever wins or loses. Uh, and of course, whoever wins the first time, if they win again the second time, it's going to look really, really embarrassing for the other person. Whoever loses the first time and the second time. But, okay. If, and I'm really hoping that I'm so wrong, if Jake Paul wins against Conor McGregor, I think it's going to be one of those situations. I think, well, I'll say, okay, let me put it this way. If Jake Paul wins against Conor McGregor, it's going to be one of those situations that um, he could turn around or people could turn around and start saying, you know what? You need to start putting respect on this name, Jake Paul, in terms of <laughs> in terms of boxing, combat sports, that sort of thing. Because he's, be- he's beaten, okay, fine. Even though it may not be, um, Conor McGregor may not have, so let me say, a big, a long credential history in boxing, He's made known for his uh, credential history in mixed martial arts, but he's a big name in combat sports. You, you can't deny that. And if someone like Jake Paul beats someone like Conor McGregor, well, it's going to really boost Jake Paul's um, standing power and uh, name power in combat sports, in boxing. I, I think pe- a lot more people know who he is. And whenever he fights, um, a lot more a lot more people are going to tune in to watch him fight. Would you agree? Uh, yes, yeah, um, because Conor McGregor has that mainstream appeal. He's not just UFC. He's not just boxing. Like I think we talked about before, he's a brand. He's he's global. He's worldwide. So if you get that rub off Conor McGregor, he more people will start watching the fight. But if Conor McGregor loses Jake Paul, what's that do to Conor McGregor? Exactly. If the fight goes the other way, my God, Conor McGregor is going. It's going to look so embarrassing. The way he has lost to Dustin Poirier. The way he's lost to Dustin Poirier, let me say that probably twice. And who knows how the fourth bout is going to go. If he loses for the third time, I think people start calling for retirement full stop. That's my opinion. Regardless of whether you're Dana Watts golden boy or not, I think people start saying, okay, you really should think about, if not retiring, at least moving into some other areas of combat sports. Maybe into boxing. Maybe yeah. into boxing. But did you watch his fight with Floyd Mayweather? I didn't think he boxed very awkward. It was very, it was very strange approach the way he boxed. Um, Are, I don't. Uh, the, the way Connor boxed against Mayweather. Did you see that fight? No, I, saw, I, I didn't watch it, but I just can't remember how exactly it went down. But I remember just before the first run first round where you got them standing face to face with the referee standing between them with the um with the announcer and saying on a clean fight this now blah 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 and Floyd Mayweather looks a lot more confident almost so casually confident like he knows it's going to be a walk in the park and he'll walk away with an easy win Conor McGregor standing there looking like okay this is not going to be as easy as I had hoped it would be No, I think for two of them, I think it was a money grab as well. I think the two of them were in on that. I think the two of them knew. I think Floyd knew he was going to beat him easily. Um, like he had a zero and zero boxer going against a forty nine and all. Was it? I think it was forty nine and all at the time. Um, it was always going to go like that. Um, 
But with Connor, like you're saying, what does it, what happens to Connor after that? If he, like you were saying, if he fights Dustin a fourth time, I don't think he's going to get Dustin straight away. I hope he doesn't, because I feel Dustin's going to fight Charles for the lightweight title, and just say Dustin wins. Does that mean Connor automatically gets a shot after losing two fights to Dustin? Does he automatically then come back and get a shot off an injury? So I hope Dustin isn't next for him. But you never know. I mean, um, you know, Conor McGregor being who he is in the UFC and in mixed martial arts, you know, Dana White's in the UFC tend to give Conor McGregor whatever he wants most of the time. So he could call for, like you're saying, he's not going to, it's not going to happen. But if he wants that to happen, being that he is Dana White's golden boy, um, potentially the opposite could happen if he wants to happen. Yeah. Dana White can give him what he wants. It'll probably happen if he wants it to happen, but I hope it doesn't happen. Mm. I hope he doesn't come back off, off two losses and faces Dustin for a title shot because I don't think he deserves it when you've got Gaethje there. Uh, you've got you've got other people in in the lightweight rankings. You've got um, Benil Garouche, who bet Tony Ferguson. Um, I, think, I think they want him to fight Islam next. Um, like you've, you've a lot more people that'd be a lot more deserving. I think Justin Gaethje, Gaethje would deserve a shot. He's always exciting. Um, but like I said, if Connor asks for it, he usually gets it. So we'll have to just wait and see how it plays out. But I think if Jay Paul is going to fight Connor, I think it's going to hinge on how the, the Tyron Woodley fights go. Like if Tyron Woodley sparks him out twice. It's just Connor's gonna go. Well, his name's gone now. Like, that, that's what that's what that, that's what I was thinking. If if Jake Paul can't get past Tyron Woodley on both the first and the second bouts, the first look if the, the same time can be used in boxing, if he can't beat Tyron Woodley the first time and the second time, I think no, Conor McGregor will not want care anymore, and no one will want to see that fight. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think he 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 picked a, a dangerous opponent with Tyron um Tyron um but if 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 it was just say he had two losses that go the distance and he looked respectable in them the fight might still happen but I think if he got knocked out twice I think that might be the end of the little uh Paul Bubble experiment maybe um because I do think he is serious about boxing I think he wants to get the, the big names though um you think that the Jake Paul hype train will come to an end if he gets knocked out twice, yeah, I think so. And then what will happen is a lot of casual viewing will fall off. And if Jake Paul really wants to go into boxing, he'll continue boxing. And then we'll see, we'll see if he if he wants it. Because by all accounts and what I see and what I hear um, through different accounts on Instagram or news, or whatever, he does train hard. Him and his brother in Puerto Rico, they do train hard. But if he gets knocked out twice, is he going to want to keep going? And if he does want to keep going, if he did get knocked out, well, props to him. Uh, then you can tell he's serious. But we just have to wait to see how this fight turns out with Tyron first. Because I think, I think I don't think we should have this fight because his name might be gone for, for Connor for a big money fight. Uh, my internet.
connection has let me down. It can you hear me. I can hear you. Yeah. Wow. I think next I'm going to set up my internet slightly differently. This is not good at all for this podcast. <laughs> no, I think Do you my... want what it would it take you long to, to change it? Um, so I'm, I'm concerned about whether it's going to cause the zoom to actually stop recording and then it'll probably just mess up the whole thing, which would just be a uh, okay. You see what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I think not just as well as work with what we've got. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting one, a really, really interesting one. I mean, yeah, I, I know that Jake Paul and Logan Paul train really hard, but Jake Paul in particular, because one of the... Um, one of the downsides of, of, of sports and but and really any competition, uh, okay, boxing, combat sports in particular, because this is what it's about. You also unfortunately have to take a loss. I mean, even the um, the names have really done done really really well. They haven't got a single blemish or a single loss on their record. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, um, Khabib, not a single loss at all. But I'm sure even they themselves will, will tell you they can understand that in the sport, you unfortunately have to take the, the rough with the smooth. And Jake Paul, I'm not sure he can take a loss and still bounce back because he's, again, you know, he's a sort of person that for me, he reminds me of the person from school that went by. It's, it's like, my, let me say, you know, when people say my image is all I, ha- all I have. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of that sort of person. So, um, if something bad, basically what I'm saying is that I don't think he can, he can handle handle a loss and um, it basically affects his self-esteem and his just mental state of mind so badly they'll feel so embarrassed with all the trash talking, all the nonsense he has been doing to all the other uh, mixed martial arts athletes and all, to all the other boxers, just trying to cause hype and so on. I think they'll mess with his head so badly or just pull out I mean if he loses to Tyron Woodley the first time and then loses again the second time I think that's really really going to dent his his ego and his confidence so he's just going to say you know this is a this wasn't for me he's going to go and start doing something else yeah I think I think it depends on the way he loses as well though I think if he gets knocked out twice that that could be a, a strong possibility and like he alluded to there that if like all the grief he's given, all the trash talk to all the UFC fight, like everyone will be on him once he loses. So it'll be just a downpour. He'll have to he'll have to deactivate his his social media for a few days, I'd say. Um, because I say he everyone will be coming at him. A few days, we'll, a few months. <laughs> for the rest of his life, maybe. Um, or until he gets out of combat sports. But we'll have to wait and see and see how he loses and how he then reacts to that like is he resilient like we've never seen him face adversity in a fight they've all been pretty one-sided so so you've never seen him get hit cleanly like he's taking people out pretty quickly um so it would show his character i i think he might have the mental strength like I said he might not this will be to see if if he is about that life or is he about like you said image is all that matters to me and if his image, he's gonna, he's just gonna go. But 
I think it depends on how he loses. Um, like if he if he lost the decision, um, which is 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 hard to fathom that that fight's gonna go to a decision either way. No no matter who who wins, I I don't think it's gonna go that far. I think one person's gonna get knocked out. If it goes to a decision, it might be an easier loss to take, a more respectable loss to take than getting knocked out. Logan Paul, maybe he hit the other one. Maybe he doesn't seem as annoying as his younger brother, Jake Paul. I think Logan Paul maybe seems mature enough to handle some some losses. Um, I think he can take it, but probably not his brother. I think his brother's far more irritating than he himself. I mean, he seems okay, but Jake Paul, no. Just I think he gets he gets by by just obsessing people just to keep himself in the limelight just to make sure he can keep hold and capitalize on all the attention he gets from people um so uh yeah i mean my opinion is that if he loses this fight with conor mcgregor if okay if he was to if he was to beat tyron woodley and he he manages to get this fight with conor mcgregor i do believe that if he loses Will he lose? I don't know. He might be Conor in the boxing match. Yeah. Because the way Conor McGregor looks at the moment, he doesn't look good. After losing to Dustin Poirier twice. No, but like like you said, Dustin is elite. Dustin, Dustin is up there. Like Dustin mm. yeah. is up there. Um He's, he doesn't look like the McGregor of that initial run, the 2014 yeah. to 2016. But I think Khabib said, you, like, once you get a run like that, if that run goes, you don't really regain that run again. So, and the fact that he's worth, what, half a billion or something? Like, with all his businesses and everything, like, what kind of, like, you have to respect him more for that. Like, you've got that much money, like, you're going to go fight someone like Dustin Poirier and Khabib no, Khabib, when you've a couple of hundred million in the bank. Okay, fair enough. I, I think of better things to do. but um, So you have to respect him from that respect. And he's not fighting bums. He's not fighting bad competition. And then that's like, but if he fights Jake Paul with boxing, that's a whole other story. Um, and I think it would bring in, I think that would bring in huge money. I think that would probably outsell uh, a USC pay-per-view, the, the record. <laughs> I I I I I bet that would. I bet that would. Because the two people that people either love them or hate them. So you're gonna get so you're gonna get all Jake Paul's fans tuning in to see him win. You're gonna get all his haters in to see him lose. And on the other side, the same with Connor. You're gonna get Connor's fans in that want to see him win, and then you're gonna get the people who want to see him lose. So you've four types of fans there. Um, that you're going to get in and then you're going to get in a casual like well most of them would be casual casual enough with conor mcgregor i hate using that word actually um but you're going to have more of an interest in it overall because they're going to be like people who don't know jake paul like who the fuck is this youtube kid fighting conor mcgregor like so i i reckon it sell quite well i reckon it would would it be all the ufc ones no, but I say it might be in the middle there. I reckon it hit maybe one and a half to two million pay per view. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's my prediction. 
I mean, whoever whoever the promotion, whoever the promoter is going to be, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to make a shit ton of money. My God. Um, yeah, there's no question the pay-per-views will be through the roof. Probably be the biggest pay-per-views, uh, pay-per-view buy in boxing history or at least combat sports history. Um, but okay, if if this fight was to go ahead, um, though in future things would change, I'm going to put my money on, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I think <laughs> I, I think Jake Paul's going to win. You think yeah. so in boxing? Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Jake Paul could win, but that would, but you saying that would then say that you think that he's a decent enough fighter, or do you think Connor's that bad at boxing? Yeah, but the thing is, you know, there's something that I've learned. There's, there's a stop, there's a terminology that um, is used in mixed martial arts, probably using elsewhere in combat sports. You can't beat Father Time. And Jake Paul's, you know, Jake Paul's significantly younger than Conor McGregor. Conor, Gre- Conor McGregor is, what, 33 now? Jake Paul's yeah. at 24, 25. So, you know, you just look at that. Conor McGregor, of course, has taken a lot more damage from all the fighting he's done in the past. Jake Paul really is only, get, really only just getting started. Okay, if, if he wants to if he wants to pursue this uh, long term, he's going to take it seriously. So I think Jake Paul will have the youth on his side. Conor McGregor's not old, but in terms of sports standard and standards, and the fact that he's been in combat sports a lot longer, he's taken far more abuse, physical abuse, um, in the past than Jake Paul. You know, I think. Conor McGregor has that working against him. I mean, what he saw what happened in the last bout with Dustin Poirier, how his, his leg just literally just collapsed yeah. beneath him. That was just mad. I mean, I, you know, I asked you in the last podcast, how can your leg just merely snap snap in half like that by you just merely standing on it? I think he said he had a pre-existing injury before. Listen, I don't buy that. Something else must have happened. And that's because I was saying I, your I, bone was rotting and it just gave away <laughs> the last minute. It's all the proper 12 whiskey rotten his bones. That's what it is. Um, I've no idea. I'd say it could have been pre-existing. It could have been, it could have been, he, he could have, something could have happened during camp. I think maybe one or two of the, the checks or the elbow as well. Um, but if he did have pre-existing, why did you, pre-existing, why did you go out and start kicking? Why did you use kicking as your main weapon for the first minute, minute and a half? Like if that, that was the possible, like if, if, especially if you know down there as we, if he does check it, that's where he's going to check it. He's going to check it just above the ankle. So, I don't know. It's it's a strange one, but um, how it just broke, it was it wasn't nice to watch. Um, it was just strange. I mean, I I was just looking at the highlights. And I just what just happened there? He he wasn't touched around. Nothing. He wasn't touched around the ankle, around his shin or his calf. Nothing and. He just it was just standing up and just out of nowhere just fell to the ground. Just ridiculous. And you know, it just it didn't look good at all. So it just raises questions and suspicions as to just what the hell is going on, what's wrong with him, what's wrong with his body, you know, and his overall health. I think it's his overall head is probably it, it'd probably be better than mine and yours, anyways. Um but 
I don't know. I think it was just a free. I think it was like I said, it could have been there was probably issues in the camp. Then something happened during the fight. I think it was a, a combination of things. I don't think he just stepped down in it and it broke. I think there was an accumulation of damage to that area that weakened it. But like like I said, the way the way he went down, it was it was kind of it was weird. When I was watching it in real time, um I'd seen him when because they go they go together for punches, I think, and then it's when he steps back. And I thought he actually got caught and he fell down and just cowered. And I was like, did he just fall to the ground and give up? And then it wasn't until I seen the replay after. I went, oh no, fuck, he broke his ankle. Um, so I don't know. I I if him and Jake do fight, who would I put my money in? Ah, probably Jake Paul. I want to say Conor McGregor, but probably probably Jake Paul. Because he's gonna be tra- he's training solely in that. So he if he has been training for the past two, three years, he's been training solely in that and he's got he would have proper coaches in with him. And like when he first started this campaign, I think Conor McGregor was the first name on his list. And then I think he realized he would have had to fight a couple of names to get McGregor. So like, I think Jake Paul, this is the fight he's been aching for from the start. Maybe he's saying it just to, to get buzz around this Woodley fight as well. Maybe it's not true because you never hear anything from Conor's side really. About because Connor usually ignores him when he calls him out or when he, he doesn't really address him. So I don't know. He's probably not even in talks with him. He's probably just building more hype around himself. Well, before again, like I said before, before he gets to Conor McGregor, he has to get past Tyron Woodley and he has to get past Tyron Woodley twice, and that is of his own doing. He asked for that, so. Um... <laughs> Again, let's see. Um, let's see what happens. And you know, if he beats Tyron Woodley, you know, it's gonna boost his confidence too that he can beat Conor McGregor. And again, that's if Conor McGregor wants to fight Jake Paul, you know. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting fight. So when we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it would be if it happens. We just I want to see Tyron for, Tyron first, and then yeah, yeah. Once once that fight is over, we'll probably discuss this again. Conor McGregor, because I'm pretty sure if he if he wins, he'll call out Conor McGregor there and then after the fight. No question. I say you can't wait. You can't wait. All right, all right. UFC Vegas 33. Now, um, what caught my really is the main event: Ural Hall versus Sean Strickland. Um, so, um, do you want to go first? Who who do you think would win? Um, I ain't gonna go with Uriah Hall. He's been around a long time. He's got he's got quite more losses. Um, he's he's got a lot. He's got a lot. A few by KO. If you remember his, did you ever see his uh, Ultimate Fire KO? It was probably one of the best KOs ever on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, but it looked it was pretty scary as well. Um, I think he's just. Sean Strickland said something recently and it was a bit political and I'm not going to get into it. It was about the Palestine thing and just it kind of rubbed everyone the wrong way. So I think a lot of people want to see him beaten here, but he's he's quite good as well. He's he's good at controlling and putting the pressure on. Um, I'm going to go for Uriah though. I think Uriah will knock him out. I think he'll, Sean Strickland will go in and put pressure, put pressure and then Uriah will look for somewhere to catch him. 
Um, because his previous fight was obviously Chris Wyman with the, the broken leg. And it's, he he holds the record for that, the only fighter to ever win without throwing a strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that was Alan Silver, he won. Um, and I think Sean Strickland's on a, on a little bit of a two or three win streak as well. But I'd like to see Uriah win. I think Uriah might. But I think you need to see what kind of... Because he, he's one of these guys, he gets one or two good wins and then he gets a loss and maybe another loss and then one or two wins, no, he always goes up and then then comes down. So you'd want to just see what kind of mental, mentally, what way he's going into the fight. If he's got confidence in himself, especially with the last fight, how it ended, he, he didn't really get to showcase anything. So maybe he's going to try and showcase this here now. But Sean, by no means, is going to be an easy fight for him. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. That um, watching you are Hall's last fight, which da, 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 I can't even remember who it was against, but it was um, Weidman. It was the broken leg. Yes, no, not just not, but before that, because uh, that fight ended too soon. Too soon, because I want to watch oh. a fight whereby you can actually see what the fighters like, how do they perform, how they go on the offensive, how they go on the defensive, what they like on the ground, how good their ground game is, how good their stand-up is, and that sort of thing. So you get a really good feel of, of what this fighter is like when they're performing, when they're competing. Uh, so I saw the fight before the um, Wyburn fight, and Ural Hall looks like the sort of person, that, you know, he's refiring the cage and uh, really uh, puts the offensive on you. Sean Strickland, I've got to say that when I saw his last fight, not even going by how he fought, but the entertainment factor, the entertainment side just wasn't wasn't really there in comparison to Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall's like, okay, you see him fighting just for the first few 10 to 15, 30 seconds in like your hooks. You want to see where this goes, you want to see where he takes it. So, um, yeah, like you said before, um, my money's on him to win this fight against Sean Strickland. I mean, I hope my analysis makes sense and uh, I hope... Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I, I'm Sean, so, yeah. Sean's not flashy. He does the basics, but he does them very well. He's 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 not over the top. He does he's, he does the basics and they're, he's effective if what he does is, is more like a laboured performance as opposed to a showpiece performance. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay. Bellator 263. This is the... Uh, <laughs> this is the one that I made that silly mistake in the text that I sent you. I said, yes, he's 263. No, that's happened. I'm thinking time. we talked about Israel again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Bellator 263. And I'm going to also say, the UFC, they're having their next event on the 31st of July, isn't it? Usually, yes. which is a, which falls on a Saturday, and Bellator are going to do the same thing. This falls on a Saturday as well, so they're going to be competing for the for fight fans' attention. Who, which one do they tune in for to see this? Because uh, usually Bellator will air their show on a, on a Friday, because they yeah. know that the UFC will usually air their show on a following Saturday. So it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be when you look at the cards. Bellator has a. Pitbull versus AJ McKee. You've got two Bellator stars that they've made themselves, you know, that haven't come from elsewhere. AJ's unbeaten. Um, uh, Patricio has been around for quite some time. He's 20-odd wins. One of them, a very good uh, TKO of Michael Chandler. 
Um, this is the fight Bellator has needed for a long time. It's a fight with two of their own, no names from elsewhere. Um, two of the, the two were probably the best at that weight class at the minute. Even if you go across the UFC, it'd be quite competitive. Um, so and there's a lot more marketing behind this. I see a lot more for this Bellator card than I've seen before on my feeds. So it looks like they're really going, they're really going toe, they want to go toe to toe with the UFC. But if you look in the grand scheme of things, they're going against a fight night as opposed to a pay-per-view. So it's if they went, I think if they went pay-per-view for pay-per-view, it might be a different story. The UFC might just clean them up. But like there's some there's no. some very good fights on the on this card. There's some very good fights on this no, card. Um I'm gonna be honest with you. I've not looked at the whole card. <laughs> I've just looked at yeah. the name that you told me about your about um Crosby versus Keith Sorry, Keith Crosby. Um, I can't pronounce his second name. Georgie. Georgie I can't pronounce Karach- his second name. Karakanyan. Karakanyan. <laughs> I think Karakanyan. Yes. Crosby. Um, yeah. Uh, but- I've been looking forward to this. Um, I think. Like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say. No, you can. Bellator um, still have a long way to go if they want to catch up with the UFC. I mean, they have some good fights. They do, and I've seen some of their fights for in the past, um, especially last year during the pandemic. I was paying close attention to some of the events, and um, some of their fights are really, really good. They're really entertaining, but overall, and they. You look at the UFC, some of their main cards and their main events, it just was horrible. And you're thinking, why is this even the main event? Some another another fight on the on the um on the preliminary card, preliminary card. I'm so sorry, getting so tongue twisted. That should be the main event because it's far more entertaining. And but somehow the UFC still managed to get away with just all of that hype to hype to hype up any of their events, especially their main event. And the, the event will not be that entertaining. It doesn't give the, that sort of return or entertainment factor to the viewers. But Bellator, watching even the fight live as it's happening inside the venue, the fight will be good, but the hype factor just isn't there in comparison to the UFC. I mean, I, I can't explain it, but when you're watching a UFC fight, the excitement's there. It's genuine. But with Bellator, not so much. The fight will be good, but the excitement's just not there as it as you find with the UFC. Yeah, I think, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's when you think of mixed martial arts, UFC will obviously come to mind. They're they're the brand, they're the top dog. And Bellator, like I said, they they've loads of really, really good fighters. But like I said, when it comes to an event pre pre pandemic or post kind of pandemic, kind of what we're in now, um, you don't feel the electricity in the crowd. You don't feel you don't feel the same intensity as you do for UFC. Um, I don't know why. Like I said, the fights could be even. The fighters could be big. They could be even. Um, you just you don't get the same feel, but like Bellator have some, some very good fighters. Um, they do have a long way to catch up. They need a couple like 
but the two Pitbull brothers are, are quite big. They're quite good. You, AJ uh, McKee, who I just talked about briefly, I don't know a huge amount of them. It's something that I've obviously since I've scaled down work, I've been looking more into MMA and I've been looking at a lot of Irish lads, um, and a lot of them actually fight in Bellator. Um, there's quite a few of them in Bellator, so they do need to catch up. But like for standards, sometimes their fights can be better. Sometimes their fights can be better. Yeah, no question. It's like you said, it's just you don't have that atmosphere around the event as you do. And I think a lot of that has to do with you have to look at their market and maybe they have to market it stronger. Mm-hmm. Possibly, because anytime I put on my feed, it's UFC, 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 like I said, except for this week, I've seen a lot uh, about Bellator. Maybe that's because I followed a lot more fighters from Bellator recently. Um, and I'm following a lot more Irish MMA recently as well. And fighters, obviously, they would have the promo, their own promos or whatever up, or they're training with Kiefer, or there's another lad, Brian Moore. So that's possibly why it's I'm seeing them. But I think they need to up the marketing. But they do have a quality, a high quality standard of fighters in their ranks. They just need to build. They need to get the buzz around it now. Yeah, and you know, I think that also will. Im- I've seen it does impact on the source of if a fight is really, really good in Bellator and they performed really well in one particular fight, but we've got like a lot of wins behind them and they they really are an entertaining fighter to watch. They're a really good fighter. It kind of influences the poor recognition that they get outside of the octagon. You know, they, they, don't, they don't get, if I'm correct in saying this, they don't get approached by many sponsors. As in, they're not that well known as compared to someone in the UFC. Yeah. That's just what, that's what just refused it. But like I said, when people think of MMA, they think of UFC. So, Bells will have to work on that. But as with sponsors you mentioned, I think they do actually get sponsors. I think they actually, they make more, a little bit more money in the, in Bellator because they're allowed to have the short sponsors and the, the yeah, corner sponsors. Um, so, like they can do, they can make more money like that. Like I said, they don't get the recognition of, oh well, you're only a, it's it's not like this, but it feels like oh well, they're only a Bellator champion, they're not a UFC champion. And the fact that most Bellator uh, fighters kind of they use, it's like they want to use Bellator as a springboard to then catapult into the UFC because everyone, even even on a fighter level, a lot of them feel like. The UFC is is the place to be. That's where the best of the best is. But if you look around all the other promotions, even there's there's very good fighters, like extremely talented fighters elsewhere. It's not just in there. It's just the UFC. Do you see have done what they sh- they were supposed to do and they've marketed their brand properly, and that's why people think of them as number one. So Bellator and one need to look at doing the same as well. But then again, maybe us as fight fans, maybe we need to look into them more as opposed to just go for the easy option true, or the more popular option. What's yeah. easier to cover? What's easier to talk about? UFC, because everyone's talking about it. Maybe we need to then delve into those in the, in a bit more depth as opposed to just like have a look, that fight, that fight. Maybe watch a whole Bellator card, take note of who's there and see. I think maybe it, it could be on us as well to look into it more. You make a good point. No, you're right. Um... The UFC, as in, as I said before, and as you even um, 
highlighted. They don't. They may have the, like the biggest name and all the excitement and all the hype in their events, but they don't necessarily have the um, have the best um, events or some of the best fighters. And they've come a long way marketing the brand, marketing the sport, growing the sport to the extent that now they're even censoring where you can see any of their content outside of outside of the UFC on Instagram, YouTube, anywhere else. I mean, before you see anything that they've got, any of their past fights even, you've got to pay the UFC fight pass. You must pay a monthly fee for that to use. But other promotions such as One Championship, it's free to watch. Even you can watch it. I think you can watch... I think you can watch their fights live for free. I think is that true? Uh, I'm not sure at one championship, but we uh, you might be able to. I know there's a there's one. I think it's a Mexican uh, promotion. It's a combat day something that's actually on Irish TV. We have an Irish and air sport. It's like our broadband provider, like your BT. Um, it's like air day of sport, and we actually have that on it. And then I think Bellator, we can watch through it as well on Virgin Media. Um, but for one championship, I don't know. So over here, there's a lot of stuff on free free TV outside of the UFC. And like I said, you can go to YouTube and you can watch a lot of Bellator's old fights. Nearly all of them, I think. Um, except they've signed with Showtime now, so there might be restrictions on their newer, newer fights. But a lot of the other ones you can just you can just type into YouTube and watch them. But you you see they uh, when they're coming up to fights like they'll probably they'll probably bring out the Kobe and Usman one again on YouTube. If you actually search the free fights on YouTube, there's actually quite a good good few fights on uh, uh, on YouTube for free that you can watch. It's usually consistent with the event that's coming up. So when it was Connor versus Dustin, you would have got Dustin and Dan Hooker, let's say. But Dustin and Eddie would have been free on YouTube and then Connor and Aldo, stuff like that. So UFC does put them out there, but it's more for a promotional tactic as opposed to a consumer tactic that you can rewatch and rewatch. Because I think then once the event is over, they start coming down and newer ones come up for the new new newer events. I was trying to stay awake. Uh, I think I've I really to start making making a habit of trying to start this thing soon because you are you already done what you're supposed to do you're in I just come home and then I've always got something to do in between before actually starting the recording um so yes the TJ Dillashaw and Sanhagen fight back at the UFC Vegas 32 um okay good fight um Dillashaw fought a good fight. And um, as I was saying to somebody um, just the other day, I'm going to go with the opinion of, of the, with the opinion that you can kind of, if you've been following Miss Martial Arts, you knew about his ban that he finished serving um, is it earlier this year. You can you know why he was fighting the way he did, why he was really pushing himself and fighting like a warrior in that cage because he needed to prove himself that despite what's happened before in the past, the steroids and the EPOs and whatever, I'm still a force to be reckoned with. I'm still worth watching. I'm still entertaining to watch as a fighter. Um, but the only thing is, people are questioning, well, that's now it's like an old news, but people are questioning the how the judging was handled for that fight. Yeah, I think it was a pretty even fight. I think Sandhagen did more damage. Um, TJ controlled him. 
in a couple of the rounds from back. He didn't do really end much of significance. But then, obviously, when Corey's in that position, he was able to get off anything of significance either. Um, if you looked after the fight and said who won, you'd definitely say Corey because TJ's face was 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 a mess by the end of it. Um, but I thought it was pretty close. I think it was a coin flip, really. That's what I thought, personally, in my own opinion. Like I said, I look at this. I, I don't know all the rules. I don't know exactly anything but just I think maybe I, when I was I listened to other experts outside maybe they've influenced then what I what I think because I didn't watch it live I re-watched it and when I re-watched it I thought if it went to either guy I wouldn't have been upset yeah. so it could have went either way but because initially when I watched it I said I think TJ won that and then I looked and went no actually maybe Corey won like Corey did do more damage so you see so, so if no i think if i was to actually place the best if i had to be if i was the best thing man and actually put my money on it despite i think you said before in the last podcast that you didn't you didn't really like tj dillashaw no. but um if i was the best thing man i would say tj won that fight because he yeah he took more damage but he at the same time he seemed to like be the person that was really pushing himself and giving it his all and using everything in his arsenal. He did take, he, you know, he took a few nasty shots from um St. Hagen. I think St. Hagen threw in a couple of flying knees there, which he's not Too known much. really well for. Yeah. And there was one screenshot that actually showed his knee actually making contact with Dillashaw's jaw. Um so you know I thought, yeah, um uh, he deserved that win. That's just me. Yeah, I see. Like I said, initially I taught TJ and then, like I said, like he fought through, he had the cut, which his cut man actually done quite well yeah, to stop yeah. bleeding so much. He survived that knee. He survived two knees. Um, the leg kicks, I think, at the start as well. I think his leg was compromised as well from the first round. And then the fight out five rounds like that. Like, yeah. he, 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 I don't like him, but you have to... Maybe I like him a bit more after that performance. Um, like you, you can't discredit the guy. And like I said, it was even when even when his corner was saying to him that yeah, yeah you can still fight through that with that, that that there was a deep cut. I saw it was a really deep cut. With blood, not it wasn't being too badly then, but I could see that how much skin was missing from it. It was a deep cut. And he said, um, the corner said to me, he can still fight through that. And he and Dillashaw replied, yeah, of course I can. He knew why he had to win that fight because after coming back from that ban, testing positive for the, the in a banned substance, and then you know how he lost weight and cut weight for the, his um the um other fight, he knew it's almost like, in my opinion, anyway, he it's like he knew he had something to prove, so he had to win that fight. He had to see it through to the bitter end. Yeah, it was like a redemption fight for him. He needed to redeem himself. Yeah. He re- needed to redeem his name. Um, but he's always he's always been a warrior. He has always been like he's all he is a beast. But someone uh, someone actually pointed out he usually loses four or wins four and then loses one. So he's another two fights before he loses another one. I think so. Um, it was a good. It was a very gutsy performance. Like he really dug in, and I think with that, like. Like I said, I like him a little bit more now. I a bit more respect for him now after after the whole PD thing. 
I think he will get a title shot now after this because although he did have the, the EPO scandal and he's been gone for two years, he served his time, he's back. He was never beaten for that belt. So if you look in linear terms, he's still essentially the champion. So I think he's going right into a title shot. Once Aljamain and Peter Yan figure out theirs, which I think is going to be October, they're trying to line that up for. Um, but he said he said if if that doesn't take too long, he or if it does take too long, he will fight someone in the top five again before a, a title shot comes around because I think he understands Aljo and Yan need to figure out uh, obviously the disaster of the last uh, title title fight between the two of them. The first oh. dispute of the champion ever, Aljamain Sterling. I've got all that's left now is just to say um, all that's left really is um, the next episode we do, I think I have to start much sooner, really, because um, it's just getting ridiculous. I can see you're a bit tired, a bit knackered. I'm okay. I mean, I was, if, if we'd have done this two nights ago originally, I was, I was nearly dead. I was looking at the phone here going, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And tonight, I'm, I'm a little bit more lively. I don't think you would have got me yeah, as, I can as see that. energetic as this. But before we go, because we didn't really touch on Kiefer that much, um, can I just have just a quick moment about Kiefer? And I, because I'd like you to watch one or two of his fights as well. Um, I went to that fight conference about, it was last February, not February, long February before. And when you're in the presence of this man, he's, he's fought a lot at welterweight. And then he's kind of come down to 160. He's fought a couple of catch weights. Um, when you're in the presence of him, he trains in the same place as McGregor, but you just get this, there's this intensity about him. He's got eight wins and two losses. One of his losses is, is a downed opponent and illegal knee. And then his last fight was a loss. It was a doctor stoppage. So I think he's come in and he wants something to prove. I think he's going to be, if he gets through this fight, which I think he will, I think he'll knock Georgie out looking at the, Looking at the way the two of them fight, it won't go to the decision. I don't think Kiefer usually goes out in one or two rounds, and then and it doesn't really go past two. He's quite good. He can finish on the feet or he can finish on the ground. He's big. He's imposing. Whereas the guy he's fighting has come up from featherweight. He was killing himself to get down there, but you've got a welterweight coming down to to lightweight for this fight, and Kiefer looked so much bigger than him and he's just got this stone cold intensity in his eyes I reckon if he wins this like I think he's he's one of the top five prospects in Ireland at the minute so I'm really really looking forward to hit this fight I really want to see what he does is and, he the guy uh, that, so is, yeah, he the guy that, is he the guy that, that potentially they'll be calling uh, McGregor 2.0 no that would be James Gallagher um he's 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 like a smaller version of Con, conor mcgregor i think he's a phantom weight um but i know who you're talking about james gallagher i met him at that conference as well um and he's quite a skilled fighter he was the one who got up in someone's face and they 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 flatlined him. i think it was his first loss but they flatlined him Kiefer's more no nonsense straight to the point like you're not going to beat me I'm, I'm gonna kill you he's got good elbows like he goes in there to take your head off and if he doesn't take your head off, he's, he's probably going to choke you out as well. So Georgie would be a su submission specialist from what from what I've gathered. I just looked through a couple of his fights there. Um, 
if Kiefer can keep standing, I think he'll get him out in the first round. So that's all I want to say on him. I just wanted to get that in because... No, no, I, I'm glad you said that. I picked up a few points about, about, the, about this guy. And only thing is I kicked myself for is I just didn't do enough homework on him because um, obviously from what you're saying, he seems to be um, someone to look, to watch out for uh, in Bellator. Uh, potentially, we could see him being a Bellator champion and potentially we could see him moving over to the UFC. That's a lot of fighters like to do. Yeah, um, we will see how this this plays out first. But he's he's an exciting prospect. Like his two losses, like I said, one was a doctor stoppage, one was he, he it was an illegal knee, it was a DQ. So he would like if I was him, I'd be looking at him and saying I don't really have any losses. So I'd be saying eight and zero, and he's going to be nine and zero after he fights Georgie on Saturday. Okay. All right. We'll definitely have to watch out for that fight. All right, buddy. Did you uh, did you enjoy this? Have a good time. Yes, yes. No, I did enjoy it. I'm a little bit more lively, like I said, than the other time. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, then last time, because I know last time when we were talking, I kind of I rewatched some of it. I, I don't like watching myself again, um, because I don't like it. I don't know if it's with you. You don't like how you sound or whatever. But I, I rewatched. Oh, I, I could I could see that from the first one to the second one, I was kind of my my excitement level or whatever was up here. And then the second one, I think it was, it was a couple of factors that I spoke to you about. Like I, I got my son away. I brought him back to my mother's. I didn't want to wake people up. I didn't have a, a setup where I could be comfortable in talking at a certain, a certain uh, level. Um, and then I think we do, like you said, like you're nearly, you're tired there now. I think we need to try stack it and maybe we set a certain day that we do our homework on everything. So then we yeah. both come in fully prepared on the day we talk about maybe on a Sunday, what we want to do on a Wednesday. And then we come in fully prepared, no excuses, have your homework done. We both, we both have our homework done, ready to go. And so when you come in, cause obviously I know you get in late from work and um, what you commute that we can go, you can start setting up to record and we can go straight off the bat. We don't really need to, to look at stuff before we start, because I find we're doing that a bit as well. That we're, we're leaving a little bit to the last minute, like I am yeah, as well, yeah. looking like I've notes here in front of me. Um, so I don't know. We'll talk about it obviously off camera what like, going forward. But I I would like to do this again, obviously, if you want to do it again. No, because there's some good I, fights I'm coming. This. Yeah. I just for this episode, I just and honestly, I've got a piece of paper here in front of me, but it's not bearing much information. I just haven't done my homework properly as thoroughly as I should have done. That's really only um a defense yeah. I can give. Yeah, but you, you don't really have to give a defense to wider. Just like we talked about the first time we talked, there's a lot to digest now. And from week to week, there's a lot happening. And yeah. and like we do this for the fun of, of, of talking about it and seeing the different opinions. Like obviously we both have lives outside this. We need to make money outside this. So maybe we need to pick better what we need, we need to focus on. And so we can focus rather than trying to focus on 10 things, focus on five things properly as opposed to trying bits and pieces on 10 i don't know but we will figure we will figure whatever we want to do in the future and what way we should handle it so just, um definitely definitely of course all right uh we'll wrap this up here and guys uh as i saw always say in my past videos and podcasts if you did enjoy this please don't forget to leave a like and if you did enjoy my 
do enjoy our content, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us um, grow when you do that. Helps our channel grow, helps the podcast grow. And uh, yeah, um, so until next time, David. I will see you soon. Uh, is it? I see you. <laughs> I talk to you, but I see you next week, probably around the same day. We'll do this again. All right. Take care. Perfect. Have a good evening. You too.